What's up, guys? Max here, back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you're all doing great out there. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're PTing, watching the show, writing a counseling chit, or having some dinner, I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. It's Friday out here in Okinawa, Japan, so as always, as tradition has it, today is Q&A, but there are some stories that I just had to get to because just in case... Depending on what we find out is going on with us in Okinawa, I might have to update you guys on a little vacation the wife and I might be taking, or maybe we're not, and some big events going on next week. So we will see. But let me start out by saying what's up to Larry D, BZ Tommy, John Franco, H. Na, Contractor, welcome back, Sam. We've got Harry Lime Pie, we've got Ed and Ancient Neophyte and everybody else who's in the chat. As always, if you're listening out there somehow later in the world, you want to be a part of the live chat, just come watch the podcast or the YouTube channel, I mean, live, 1800 Pacific Standard Time, Sunday through Thursday. And you can ask me anything you want. We can have a conversation. That's what I'm here for, a nice conversation. And today's nice conversation, in addition to Q&A, is going to be some stories because there was some stuff that came across the blotter this morning that I couldn't leave be, could not leave be. And funny enough, um, we're going to watch a trailer for a new movie about a foreign military today, too. So I hope you guys are excited for that. It's going to be pretty cool. But as always, let me start with the... uh, about yesterday. So yesterday, I believe it was, might have been two days ago. No, I think it was yesterday. We had the story about the Marine on Hinge who had been asked how many people he killed. (laughs) Hey, that's an effed up question. Sorry, but three. That was a great answer. He found me on TikTok. I posted that clip on TikTok. He found me. He said he's the guy, looks like the guy for sure. I I did a little photo analysis, imagery intelligence, if you will, and it definitely looks like the same guy. So he's out there living his best life on TikTok. I invited him onto the show. He said, OPSEC, brother. And I said, Roger that. (laughs) I got you. I I feel you. OPSEC, good call. (laughs) I told him we had a... uh, Sergeant on last week about the uh, Island Boys video, and and he said he said it was awesome, but uh, just couldn't just couldn't do it. Maybe in the future, maybe in the future, um, and it'll be uh, it'll be nice if we can do that. So everyone out there, like I said, I hope you're doing great. Today is going to be a fantastic show, and we've got a lot of great stories. And we've got some sad stories too, as always. We've got some crazy crime stories. Everything is just going to be awesome today, including uh, our big headline story out of the MPs, the military police, total fail, epic fail. And you guys know I love my epic fails. But let's start with a kind of a serious conversation because uh, this is trending now, and I think there's no denying it. So let's let's jump in and let's address the, uh, the the real issue, the elephant in the room of the army. The elephant in the United States is on-duty accident in Alaska claims life of army specialist and aspiring leader. This comes at a time when Alaska's plagued with such a high rate of troops taking their lives, attempted suicides, that the army sending special attention into Alaska. Are you in Alaska? Are you okay out there? Let me know in the comments. This is uh, this is getting crazy in Alaska. Horrible, sad tragedy here. A 20-year-old army petroleum supply specialist died in an accident while on duty Monday in Alaska. Oh man, on-duty accident, an on-duty death. Specialist Carolina Ferrer Padilla was assigned to the 6th Brigade Engineer Battalion, 4th Infantry Brigade Combat Team, 25th Infantry Division at Joint Base Elmendorf in Anchorage. Oh man, this is getting so rough. The Army did not provide details on the circumstances or location of the accident, which is being investigated by CID. 
Ferrer Padilla was from Santa Isabel, Puerto Rico, and joined the Army in September 2019. Wow, came from Puerto Rico to join the Army, and then tragically, early in her career, a budding career, passes away in an on-duty accident. She reported to Alaska in August 2020, about a year and a half ago. She's described as a specialist for Air Padilla, was a dedicated professional, loving wife, and faithful friend from Lieutenant Colonel Justin Pritchard, her battalion commander, an aspiring leader. She brought joy and inspiration to all her fellow paratroopers. Oh, man. Wife, soldier, Puerto Rican, comes to America, joins the Army, goes to from Puerto Rico to Alaska. Can you get a bigger swing of environment, seeing the world, you know, spreading your wings to go have all these life experiences and then cut short. As a petroleum specialist, she's working with fuel. So, you know, I do not want to speculate, but there are tons of pieces of ground support equipment or GSE that could have, that that are very hazardous to use uh, when you're dealing with fuel. I don't know if this, we're talking fire, you know, but if we're talking JP5, that's got a pretty, uh, I think the flashpoint of 140, you could ignite JP5. Um, you got diesel fuel for all the vehicles out there. I don't know what she was working with here, but uh, I, maybe it was diesel, petroleum, diesel fuel. But whatever happened, whatever the circumstances were, GSE related is my first, my instincts go to that. Like, is this, you know, a truck issue, something she was hitching, something on the back of a truck, something like that, um, and an accident like that. But Whatever it was, I don't know. I don't have the information. Whatever it was, it's an absolute tragedy, and I'm so sad to to talk about that story. That's a huge bummer, um, and we had to start it off like that because we got some other serious stuff to talk about today, too, and it's Friday, and I'm here for your questions, but we also got some stories to cover that I just couldn't let go until next week. Let's see. Sad news, but what is up with these berets? What is going on in Alaska? Alaska was my section sergeant's last duty assignment. What is going on in Alaska is, is of course, the question that the Army's facing right now, including Lloyd Austin sent special attention, advisors, a crew, spent money up to Alaska to deal with the uh, suicide trend up there, the, the suicide pandemic that they're going through. Whatever it is, whatever it is in Alaska, it's really starting to be scary. Like, Seriously, if you're if you're listening to this show and you're in Alaska, please write me. Let me know what is going on. What what is actually happening out there? That's uh, the root cause of all this. In your opinion, I would love to hear it. Crazy, F Alaska Nugget says, "What's up, Nuggets? Welcome to the chat." Is it true that Alaska is depressing? I've you know I've been to Alaska one time for a couple weeks and it was beautiful. Um, it wasn't depressing, but it is. You know, you are kind of trapped up there. You are kind of isolated. I will say that you do. You are isolated on Alaska. So now, normally, I would say right now, going into this next story, the army. That's normally what I would say. I would say the army, the army. And I am going to say that today a couple times, but uh, not this time. This time, I'm going to say this. Air Force officer pleads guilty to transporting child Illegal content, if you know what I mean. I'm not even going to say it. What is the Air Force doing with this? The Air Force is supposed to fly high, but they're going low, and he's about to crash and burn. So I can't I can't with this anymore. Yesterday, two days ago, every day we've got a story like this. Every day. It's so disgusting. This one, particularly egregious when you hear the details. A U.S. Air Force officer has pled guilty to moving videos of child content 
From Maryland to New York, a federal prosecutor said, Eric Barron, a U.S. attorney from Maryland, the state of Maryland, representing the prosecution, said in a news release that First Lieutenant, which is an O2 in the Air Force, a junior officer, Jason Daniel Ort, who's 36 years old, so I don't know if that means he commissioned late in life, he would have had to get some kind of waivers, or if he was prior enlisted, maybe the article will tell us, I don't remember, I kind of read it cursory look earlier, pled guilty, so he pled guilty, so there's no innocent until proven guilty, he's pled guilty on Wednesday of transportation of child content. According to his guilty plea, Ort knowingly transported videos containing child content between September 28th and October 1st, 2020. So he made a couple trips back and forth to transport this content. The plea agreement said that the Onondaga County Sheriff's Office in New York received a complaint that Ort had placed a camera in a bedroom while visiting a home there. Imagine, oh man, imagine you invite someone into your home. Then you find out that they put a secret camera in your bathroom to film your kids. And why is it that this isn't even the first story like this that we've had of somebody going, you know, doing bad stuff with a, a battle buddy's kids, a wingman's kids? Don't just don't let anybody in your house. Just it's getting to that point. Just don't you can't trust your friends anymore. Military records show Ort, who was stationed in Maryland, was scheduled for leave during that time to visit the home in New York. After the camera was found, a review of the SD card showed a minor female using the bathroom. So he was filming a little girl go to the bathroom. Ort admitted that he had placed the camera in the bedroom and placed cameras elsewhere, including a bathroom at a home in Maryland, according to news release. He's facing 15, 10 to 15 years in federal prison. Give him 15. Give him 15 for every camera. Give them 15 for every second of video footage, in my opinion. What do you guys think the punishment for that kind of thing should be? How sick. First Lieutenant Ort, his life is over. His life is over. A family's devastated. Hopefully those videos didn't make it to the web. Hopefully those videos didn't make it to the internet where now they're going to live on forever on the dark web or something. I, I hope, I hope for the, the family's sake that they were able to interdict before that happened, but who knows? Who knows? Whatever it is, that's disgusting. That's disgusting, and I hope that he gets maximum uh, punishment for sure. H. Nas says, I've never thrown an axe at someone, but there's a first time for everything. Yeah, put him in one of those new, uh, those little bars where they have axe throwing. Just put him up at the bullseye. Um, before people join, they need a hardware drive screening. That's a, you know, if they're going to screen your Facebook, they might as well screen your hard drives. Another, another diddler. This is an epidemic, Sam says. That's true. It is. It is. How do these people keep on getting in and how and why? Yeah, he is a sicko. Dis discharging him is the least of his problems. He's going to go to federal prison. He'll get a dishonorable. He'll His life's over. Thank God the family was able to I hope somehow identify something weird was going on so that they could uh, go do something about it. You know, I think we should count our blessings that that was the case. I don't know. I don't know. Not good, guys. I'll tell you that. It is not good. No bueno. With that, for sure. Another, un, hang on. Wait, is, do I know the right button here? Another one. Yeah. Another one. Another one. Another one. The, let's just get right into it. Woman accused of South Carolina murder is Fort Bragg soldier. Another one. Military officials confirm another army killing. We've got another one. And it never seems to stop. It's just again and again and again and again and again. A woman charged with murder in the death of a 21-year-old Derica the the 21-year-old Derica Fisher 
in Horry County. Horry County? Horry County? I hope I'm saying that right. H-O-R-R-Y is an active duty soldier stationed at Fort Bragg. Active duty at Fort Bragg. Her name, Unique Weathers, Y-U-N-I-Q-U-E, is a 22-year-old Army specialist assigned with the 503rd Military Police Battalion. There's a storm coming in her life, and that might be the unique weather that she's named after. Fort Bragg spokesperson Matt Visser confirmed to the Sun News, we're working in coordination with law enforcement and criminal investigation division of the military. The investigation into this incident is ongoing. Visser said he did not know how long Weathers has been a soldier at Fort Bragg, but here's what happened. According to the reports here, Weathers is accused of shooting Fisher multiple times in a field near the intersection of Pine Needle Drive and Highway 9 in the Longs, South Carolina area, according to the Horry County Police requests. Horry County Police went to a reported shooting around 1.30 p.m. on Sunday. On scene, an officer was walking along the edge of a canal and into a field when he heard a gunshot. So the officer actually heard a gunshot at the scene. Police found Weathers with a weapon that was reportedly found in the field, and they instructed her to drop the weapon. Police say she emptied the gun's chamber before tossing it onto the ground. That must have been a very tense moment for everybody involved, I imagine. When police approached Fisher, she appeared to be already dead, the victim there. Weathers, who was from Fayetteville, North Carolina, is being held without bond at J. Rubin Long Detention Center in, in Horry County. She was booked at 6 p.m. Sunday and charged with murder and possession of a weapon during a commission of a violent crime. And if anybody's wondering what... I, when I saw the name Unique, Unique Weathers, I was like, let me... Who is Unique Weathers? Let me Google it. This is uh, Unique Weathers' mugshot here on the, uh, on the screen, if you guys can see this. So this is the person who has been... Uh, uh, arrested and charged with murder of that other female in uh, in Fort Bragg. So, unique. What a name. What a name, and then what a sad kind of outcome to a person who, another person who joined the Army. Whatever situation their life was in before that, they end up in the Army where you have opportunity. You can put violence and crime behind you. You're in the military. You made it. You made it out of boot camp. You did all the hard parts. Just chill. Live your life now. You made it. You you really did. You have the best opportunity ahead of you to be successful. She could have gone on to become a sergeant major or something and had a great life in the army. Why throw it all away and do something like this, like an, a violent act like this? Got to be a lot of regret. Got to be full of regret at this point. It's It sucks. That sucks. I get, I'm so sick. I mean, who am I? I'm just on YouTube in Okinawa, but I'm so sick of reading these stories of soldiers killing people, killing each other. Army, what is going on? There's not going to be an army left to fight a war if, they, if the army keeps killing each other like this. So that's, it's frightening. I mean, if you're out in an army, I say it every day. I feel like I say it every day. Just look out for your battle buddy. And I don't mean take care of each other. I mean, look out for your battle buddy. They might be out to get you. They're getting your ass. That's for sure. We got some something crazy happened. Something really crazy happened. Um, Nugget says, when does it end? Blue Falcon to the max. The hell thought the Marines was supposed to do that. Well, the Marines, you know, they tend to point their weapons toward the enemy. Let's see. BZ Tommy says, can take him out of the streets, but can't take the streets out of them. The soldiers? Yeah. Tell me... Why MPs are murdering people. They're supposed to be helping us, not hurting us. Hey, good question. Good question. Now, we've got some breaking news um, that I, uh, 
I can't believe nobody's talking. Like, why is nobody talking about this? U.S. service member injured, French soldier killed in Mali attack. Anybody hear about this? This, like, this is a soldier killed in battle. Like, what's going on? A French soldier was killed and a U.S. service member was wounded by mortar shelling on a base in Mali on Sunday. I'm sorry, French soldier killed, U.S. service member wounded. The U.S. service member sustained non-life-threatening injuries following a mortar attack on an Operation Barkane military base in the city of Gao. AFRICOM spokeswoman Kelly K. Hallen told Military Times. Operation Barkhane is a French-led counterterrorism operation in Sale. The American service member was transferred to Landstuhl in Germany, the hospital out there that a lot of uh, wounded combat troops go to. U.S. AFRICOM supports French efforts in the region by routinely sharing assets such as medical evacuation, logistics support, ISR, and air refueling support. The last documented incident in which the U.S. troops were wounded in Mali occurred in 2018 after 30 local Al-Qaeda affiliates assaulted the U.N. super camp near Timbuktu. A French soldier who was killed during Sunday's attack was a 24-year-old artilleryman named Alexander Martin. He was serving with France's anti-insurgent force on Operation Barkhane. Several rounds targeted the military camp in Gao. The French military statement said Martin was seriously wounded and later died. The military said nine other soldiers were slightly injured. Martin's death brings the total number of combat deaths suffered by French forces to 53 over nine years of fighting. In a statement, French President Emmanuel Macron saluted the soldiers' service and reiterated France's determination to continue the fight against terrorism in the region, in the region alongside its partners. So I hope that that American is okay. Mortar fire is, is pretty scary. I mean, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, mortar fire is a strange phenomenon because when you first go on deployment, uh, you're like, mortar fire, that's terrifying. You hear an alert for mortar fire. You hear what might be uh, the impact of an indirect fire round. You hear a splash around you. You go run for cover. You go run to the... Uh, to the bunkers, to the concrete bunkers with a lot of sandbags over them, whatever you got for protection, uh, foxholes, whatever you got, and you hide from the mortar fire. On Bagram, when I first got there, they would have an alarm. Bagram had an alarm. The other other base I've been to didn't have alarms. It's just like, you know, because it exploded already. And you hear the alarm, you go run to the bunker. But then after a while, you're like, so what? Mortar fire, who cares? Like the thing about a mortar, very scary. Because a mortar's coming in, you're not going to know it's coming until it's too late. It's not like you see it coming and you get time to run away. It lands, it explodes, you're either hurt, dead, or fine. Like, in an instant, in a second. It happens in a second. So, you know, the idea kind of became, if the mortar already exploded, you're still alive. What's there to hide from? You know? there's I, I've never seen an instance of... Uh, I'm not saying that this has never happened, but I've never seen an instance of sustained incoming indirect fire, which you would call mortar fire. Uh, usually there's a a volley of rounds, like three, five, something like that, one, something like that, and then it's over. And you go try to find what's going on, but by then the people who did it squirt or scatter. So it's it's one of those things. You just stop really caring. You get kind of spun up on mortars early in deployment and then not later. But... If a mortar lands, it's not like, I just can't express how quickly things ha- like that happen. Like explosions are instantaneous. They happen instantly in a fraction of a second, the damage is done, right? You're not hiding, you're not ducking, you're not dodging. It just, it happens and it's over. And then you figure out what just happened. So hopefully that American is okay. I feel bad about the French service member killed, but 
Uh, I'm surprised not, more people are not talking about this because that is combat operations in Africa that I felt like would have garnered more attention by now with everything with the ODA redacted, 1612 redacted, and, and all the stuff that's been t- being talked about with those guys in Africa. You would think they'd be paying more attention to uh, to Africa combat operations, but it seems like not. That's fine. I'll keep talking about it if uh, stuff is there to talk about. Launch tool. And he went to launch tool. I, I went to launch tool. I had to have surgery uh, at the end of a deployment, and uh, it was a hernia, a strangulated hernia. I don't know if I ever talked about this. I had a strangulated hernia, and they sent me to launch tool to get surgery. And it was an overall kind of nice experience. I It was super chill. Got my own room, had surgery, had painkillers, had a, you know, MWR tent nearby to go check out. It was cool. Uh, looking back on it, like it was weird at the time, sucked at the time, but looking back on it, it was a overall positive experience. So, I mean, there's way more to it. And I talk about it in the book, which uh, still in work every day. But that will be uh, more revealed on that little tidbit that I just talked about when the book comes out. I'm getting way off track. I'm getting way off track. Sometimes I forget people are listening to me. I'm talking and staring at the camera. I forget people are uh, out there listening. I'm just, who even knows what I'm talking about anymore? I've totally lost track. But let's get back on track because I got a couple more stories. I got a couple. Ed says, have you met a French soldier? Have I met a French soldier? We had French pilots that we would talk to in Iraq. But I don't know if I ever met and worked with a French soldier downrange. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. So let's see. This next story is, I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect story. It's a perfect scuttlebutt show story. These are the stories that I get out of bed for in the morning because this is too good. It's just too perfect. Like you can't make this stuff up. You couldn't invent this story. Fort Bragg MP did drug deal from patrol car charges say. What in the world, Fort Bragg? Who does this? Comment your thoughts on this. It's just like, I don't even know. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. The, the, the Swiss cheese model here. It's, it's drugs. That's not, that's not legit. Then it's a drug deal. That's not legit. Then it's a military police, which are the people who are supposed to do the opposite of this. So that's not legit. Then it's done in the squad car. Ultimate, not legit. Come on. (laughs) Like for real, a junior enlisted military police officer, soldier stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, facing a general court-martial in May over allegations that he used and distributed drugs, including an incident in which he allegedly did a drug deal from an MP vehicle. Bloop, bloop, lights himself up. According to the charge sheet with 18th Airborne Corps, officials provided specialist Jacob Dickerson is accused of using and distributing some amount of oxycodone while on post in September 2021. He was also derelict in his duties as an MP because he coordinated a drug deal for oxycodone while on duty and by using a military police vehicle. The prescription painkiller is a federally controlled substance that is widely considered to be one of the drivers of the nation's ongoing opioid crisis. Dickerson is assigned to 21st MP Company 503rd Military Police Battalion, which is part of the 16th Military Police Brigade, of which I am a lifetime member, so I feel personally offended by this. 
Dickerson's brigade is an independent unit aligned with the 18th Airborne. Dickerson also faces several felony civilian charges in Cumberland County, North Carolina, one charge of running a drug distribution site, two counts of distributing opiates, and one charge of conspiring to distribute opiates. He also faces one misdemeanor charge of possessing drug paraphernalia. He's, I mean, if he's found guilty, his life's over. Not just because of the civilian drug charges, those are the least of his concerns, but when you get that dishonorable discharge from the Army, that's going to be a... Life ending, effectively. Quality of life. His next civilian court date is February 17th. It's not clear which judicial system first level charges against him. So this is obviously a a serious um, ongoing thing that he's got. Dickerson declined to comment through his military defense counsel, who Army Times reached via email. Army Times could not locate an attorney representing the soldier for his upcoming civilian trial. His court-martial is scheduled for May 16th. So I will, of course, uh, update that. I'll put that on the calendar for May 16th as a check on what's going on with this and see if we can get more information because that is got to be one of the funniest stories that we've had in a while. I mean, you can't, I can't, I literally can't even an MP dealing drugs out of his patrol car. Come on from, from my 16th, from my 16th MP brigade. Come on. That's my 16th right there. Come on. What are we doing? 16th. Do I have to come out there? Do I have to come out to Fort Bragg as a chief select and have words with the colonel over there? Colonel, you got to get your MPs in order. You know, you know other people knew about this. You know his battle buddies, his fellow MPs, you know know that they knew about this. You know some other people were in on it. You know what I mean? Because you don't just... You don't go to work every day with oxycodone in your pocket, hop in the squad car and deal it, and nobody knows what's going on. Some people knew. Some people knew. I hope they find co-conspirators, because there definitely are. And then, uh, and then they can bust those troops, too. Bummer. Or awesome. I don't even know what to think about it. Cheese Neek says protect and serve. Yep. Let's see. I bet he arrested some dude for having drugs right after, too. That would be epic. That would be epic. Eviana face palming. Me too, Eviana. Me too. Everybody in the comments, that's a big no-no, John says. Misuse of government-issued property, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That is just the tip of the iceberg. Jason, with a great comment, says, well, it's something to brag about. That is a great comment, and I should probably have something on my on my uh, screen here that I can activate that's like, we're having a Fort Bragg story. Something to brag about. That actually gives me a great idea. Thank you for that. Ed is, di- listen, out there in Fort Bragg. Ed is disappointed in you guys. You let Ed down. Come on. Don't do that. Don't let Ed down. Ed's a future Marine. Do not let him down. Come on. Don't do it. Apologize. I got you, Ed. I got you. That's the last horrible thing I have to tell you guys about. I mean, we got some good stuff here coming up. I got two things that are absolutely awesome, and uh, and we're going to check those out. One of these things is so different. I mean, we're talking, you've never seen anything like what's coming up. I I promise. I've got something for you guys that is just totally cool. You've never seen anything like it. I can't wait to get to it. But first, one of the things that I love the most, one of the things that I know you guys love out there, Mud Rock, if you're listening, I know you're going to love this, hometown hero story. We've got U.S. Navy sailor saves civilian who collapsed at California gym. Bravo Zulu shipmate. Let's go. I got to get you on the Scuttlebutt show. If you know who this is, tag him in the comments. 
A United States Navy sailor saved a man's life while they were working out at the same California gym earlier this month. According to Navy Talent Acquisition Group Southwest, which I don't know what that is, Navy Counselor First Class Ryan Lighton, 29 years old, jumped into action when he was alerted of a civilian who had, a clap, who had collapsed while exercising nearby. He says, I was working out on the bench press, which, which is dope. You got to get the pump. With my earbuds in, when one of my future sailors ran up to me with a scared look on his face, yelling frantically, he told me there was a man lying on the floor, unresponsive and not breathing. This is like a training scenario. This is like exactly what you would do in training. Hey, Somebody's unresponsive, not breathing. What are you going to do? Here's what you do. Hey, you, identify somebody. Call 911. You, identify another person. Go get an AED. And then you go to that person and you start performing first aid. Come on. This is like muscle memory acting out right here. He said his first thought was, I hope I can remember my training. Boom, there it is. As future sailor Dominic Rogers cleared the way so Lighton could perform CPR on the man. Once he reached the struggling individual, the life-saving drills he had previously performed while stationed on board USS Somerset came easy as muscle memory. Look at that, you guys. Did I not just telegraph that, choreograph that? Rogers told me later he knew Navy provided CPR training to all of its personnel, which is why he ran straight to me. Lighton told a nearby observer to call 911 and proceeded to perform CPR on a man for 15 minutes. That's a long time to do CPR by yourself. That's exhausting. At which point, the, and he was already doing chest day. Like you're already doing chest day and now you've got to do CPR. Not easy. Okay, bravo Zulu. So after 15 minutes, the man became responsive and started breathing. He brought him back to life, you guys. He brought this dude back to life. EMTs arrived soon after and transported the man to Temecula Valley Hospital. The guy never really saw who had helped him. I hope I get the opportunity to formally introduce myself to him in the future. That's great. Originally from Newark, New Jersey, Lighton said he grew up in a rough neighborhood that forced him to grow up quick, adding that he is not afraid to take on a difficult situation. Is this not the dream? This is the dream, right? Not unique. Unique, you can go to jail now. This is the dream. Somebody comes from a rough background and they do the right thing. I love that. Inspires me. I joined the Navy because I wanted to improve myself both professionally and culturally, he says. After joining the Navy, he worked as a machinery repairman before transitioning to Navy recruiting as part of an effort to assist young men and women in obtaining the same benefits that I received from joining the Navy. Come on, you guys. Come on. Super legit. I got to give him a super legit. I got to. What just happened on my, on my thing here? Why am I looking at JavaScript all of a sudden? Weird. Okay. I don't know what that was, but super legit. Totally super legit. Lighton has served in the Navy for eight years, which he, he said helped him to grow as a leader. The Navy has given me a brighter outlook on my life and a more promising future for my son, Lighton said. I frequently volunteer at the local high schools, animal hospitals, and retirement homes with the purpose of giving back to my community and spreading. This guy gets better and better. Spreading Navy awareness. Sailor of the year. Can we, can we put this guy in for USO sailor of the year? Like, for real. This is it. This is our dude. This is our nominee. I'm calling it right now. I nominate this man, Lighten, as USO Sailor of the Year. Put it on paper. Somebody called a USO. I would like to wish the gentleman I assisted a speedy recovery and a healthy future, he later added. Oh, man. Just, you know, round of applause. I got to give this guy a round of applause. That's, that's awesome. That inspires me. A good story. A good story. Navy saving the DOD from the Army news today in the comments, Sam says. Absolutely. Navy with a giant Bravo Zulu. 
Good job, shipmate. Shout out to you, Ryan Lighton. I hope you make chief like ASAP out of this and just continue to keep crushing it throughout your life because that's absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. <sighs> I feel better. I, look at I got invigorated. I feel great right now. I feel awesome. Thank goodness for that story because I feel way better. Totally awesome. Bravo Zulu, my man. Please get a white hat that fits. <laughs> His Dixie cup was a little big. Almost forgot to hit. Oh, yeah, you guys, don't forget to hit the like button and uh, share these videos. So that way more people can know about Ryan Lighton because that's the only way we're going to spread the word is to grow the channel. And the only way we're going to grow the channel is with community support. So I encourage you guys to share these videos, invite people to the live, live streams and chats and to watch the podcast. If you have the time, if it's not too inconvenient, leave a review on the podcast, leave a review on my Facebook page for The Scuttlebutt Show. All that stuff helps. All that stuff helps. I got something for you guys right now. I got something right here. Do you guys know? Have, who out there, leave me a comment if you've been to Singapore. I've been to Singapore twice. It's really nice. Singapore is awesome. There's like this little area down by the river. I don't remember what it's called. Tons of nice bars, an Irish bar that was absolutely epic. Um, really cool spot. Singapore. Awesome. Love it. Can't get enough Singapore. Was hoping to go to Singapore out here before uh, all the restrictions. My wife and I were going to go. We had tickets, actually. It was like the week before restrictions started, two years ago. Singapore, cool little country. I guess they have a military. I guess Singapore has a military. And I guess that military has a national service requirement for men. Uh, men have to serve in the Singapore military. Women do not. But what if women did? That is the premise for a new film that we're going to talk about. Ah, Girls Go Army. How did this movie about Singapore females joining the army and going through boot camp come to be? And we're going to do a reaction to the trailer here in a second. So stay tuned for that. Ah, Girls Go Army is an upcoming film slated for TV release, or I'm sorry, slated for release on, not TV, film release on February 1st, directed by Jack Neo. The film stars Apple Chan, Gigi Lim, Yang Guang, K. Lee, Samantha Tan, Shirley Ling, Farah Farouk, Eswari Gun Asagar. I, I put myself in this situation, so I guess I have to, I made my bed, I have to lay in it. Kelly Kimberly Chong, Bella Chua Bay Er, Veracia Young, Juliet Orr, and Glenn Young. So uh, forgive me for everything that I just said, if that was all wrong. I apologize. This movie basically is what if, and we'll talk about the motivation for this, women. From the, you know, modern women had to start joining the, ar the army. What would that be like? And there was some controversy with this movie. And maybe we can, you know, just understand that we're not the only people in the world with uh, social justice controversy because this film could be potentially uh, offensive to the transgender community. So people are trying to cancel this, cancel this film over in Singapore. But it looks like it's coming out. The filmmakers defended themselves. You guys be the judge. When we watch the trailer for Ah Girls Go Army, this is it. I got it pulled up right here. We're going to watch it. And you guys tell me what you think. Are you going to be streaming this film when it comes out on February 1st? The decline in birth rate have resulted 
in a serious shortage of manpower in the national service. No dudes. They got no dudes. No one's having kids. No dudes. So the, I, Sorry, I paused on this frame. So the girls got to go save the day in this new film. Welcome to GBMT. Girls basic military training. Girls basic military training. Nice. I think oh, we no need to end up already because all they saw put wrong place oh, is a rubbish. So I'm here is a rubbish. Bloody hell, huh? All of you hang your clothing and your undergarment on the railing. You stay what? Hey, put me flat in there. Show me your nails. Go. Wow. Very good, huh? Haven't cut your fingernails. I think the because Kemenan is so ugly. So I design this one. Nice, right? Look at bloody hell. They're definitely leaning hard into some of these female stereotypes. Like, show me your nails, and they're just bedazzled straight out of the salon. I, it could ruffle some feathers. That could ruffle some feathers, I see. The girls don't have any confidence in themselves, but that's what's called a character arc, okay? That's called a character arc. I'm sure by the end of the film, they're going to discover their true power. Get down! Now! They have like their own Fat Amy from uh, Pitch Perfect. I never see ya, uh, but I heard somebody say somebody push somebody fall down, and then this whole thing is gonna blow up, lah. I see her, I dead angry there. Wait, give them a chance. But if things get out of hand, we complain. Sajid is a nice guy, gentleman and handsome. I scared her, I fall in love, like Korean drama. As far as camo cream is concerned, from what I know, most of the soldiers hated it. I don't mind to protect my country, but will my country protect my face? It's okay. I like it. I think you should tell Sajjan. I think you should tell. I think you shouldn't tell. MS is not only about military training, but it's a place where friendships are built. Fear is only an illusion. Only when you can... Oh, they're getting... What are those? Ugh, I do not want to get crawled on by bugs, I'll tell you that. This is, uh, you know, I don't know what I think so far. Like, it, it looks very low-budget movie. Um, like, in, Ernest goes to boot camp. This, this is like, I'm, I'm reminded of, like, Ernest joins the army or in the army now or something like that. Like, it, you don't go to this one because you're like, I want to relive my war experience. You know what I mean? This is a... Uh, this is its own thing. Overcome your fear. <laughs> it's my problem. Then you can overcome the enemy. I'm sorry, okay? I really said so many times. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Burden. If you are sad, we will accompany you. And we will never leave you alone. We born in unity. We gonna be the best that we can be. Our girls, your army. Three, two, one. We are ready. Showtime. Must fall in, okay? So that's a that's that exists, and we all have to live with knowing that now. We all have to live with the knowledge that that exists. So I'd watch it. I mean, I'd watch. It's in English in Singapore. They speak English. I'd watched it. Um, I wonder. 
what provoked, like, what was the provocation to make that movie? It feels like a little forced, maybe. But I'll, I'll, if given the opportunity, I would watch it and I would review it. I would give it a review. I've given it a, a reaction, so why not? Why not? Why not watch it and give it a review? If I can stream it, then I can dream it. If you can stream it, you can dream it. There you go. We'll see. We'll watch it. Something like that. We'll figure it out. What did you guys think? I'd love to hear it in the comments down below. Let me know. What do you think of Ah Girls Go Army? Worth your time? Does the world need this right now? Is this what we're the, the, the people are saying they need? Let me know. Drop a comment. I don't know what I think about it. It exists, and I'm fine with that. It's a comedy. I got no issue. That's the last thing that I have for you guys today, so I'm open for questions now at this point. At this point, Larry D gives it zero stars. Iron Lotus says, I will ask again, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know, Iron Lotus. I wish I knew. It's like Orange is the New Black meets Army or something, Eviana says. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good combination. Um, looks better than an NS SNL uh, video. Yeah, maybe. I bet it goes straight to Redbox. Is, does Redbox still exist? Everybody in America? Is Redbox still a thing or did that, is that out of business now? Could this be worse than watching a speed date crashing and burning? Oh, man. I wish. Maybe I'll uh, get back into hosting speed dating when I get back to the United States. Let's see. Uh, what, what did I miss here? What did I miss? Um, looks like a low-budget movie. I was picturing a whole squad of Sailor Moon, Larry says. I would imagine this funnier than Full Metal Jacket. I don't know. Full Metal Jacket was really funny in the boot camp parts where uh, Arlie Ermey was making fun of Pyle. That was pretty hilarious. So I don't know if you can beat that. You guys still use Redbox? Okay. Okay. Redbox is still real. Thank you for, for answering that. Uh, Diane asks, what is your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Buford, great question. What is my favorite Indiana Jones movie? Um, okay. I'm going to say Holy Grail. The Indiana Jones and the, uh, is it the, um, what's the title of it? Indiana Jones and the, not Temple of Doom. I don't even remember the name of the Indiana Jones movies, but it's the, the, my favorite Indiana Jones movie is the one where at the end he has to drink from the grail. That's my favorite. Have I seen Tokyo Drift? Yes, I remember. I saw that in theaters. Redbox is a thing in some distant Walmarts and CVSs in New York State. My brother and his friends rented a movie from Redbox earlier this week. Nice. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, let's see. Any other questions? I'm, I'm open. I'm going to hang out. For the rest of the time to answer questions. That's what I'm going to do. And you guys tell me what you got. Didn't you know Switzerland still do military draft? I don't know. I did not know that. What was the name of the soldier who became a streamer and played Elder Scrolls Online? Uh, Deltia. I'll type it in the chat. Deltia. D-E-L-T-I-A. Indiana Jones in the Search for Holy... That's what I thought it was. But then, you know, you know what's funny? I thought it was Indiana Jones in the Search for the Holy Grail, but then when I went to go say it out loud, I thought of Mo I just couldn't stop thinking of Monty Python, and I like second guessed myself. Like, am I confusing Indiana Jones and Monty Python? Search for the Holy Grail, yeah, that's the best one I think. Best line of Full Metal Jacket. I will motivate you, pile. If it short blanks every cannibal on the Congo. Favor of the original Star Wars trilogy. No squad tonight, Iron Lotus. I'm gonna be uh, doing other stuff after this episode. Let's see, favorite movie of the original Star Wars has, you know, everyone loves Empire Strikes Back uh, 
and I probably think that's the best also. But I will say, I can definitively say, I have to add this, that my favorite Star Wars movie ever is Rogue One. That's my favorite. In my opinion, Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie that they've ever made. And whoever is responsible for that, the whole team, producers, directors, casting, everything, please put them back together and save Star Wars. Please? Please? Favorite Bond movie? (sighs) Casino Royale, probably? Good questions. I think my favorite Bond is Casino Royale. Let's see. If you were to fly any aircraft, what would you fly? Hmm. Space shuttle? Maybe space shuttle? Like, I would want to go into space. But if that's off limits from this conversation, which I imagine is not what you thought I was going to say, I'd probably say um, maybe I'd like to fly a fighter jet, F-18, F-35, something like that. It's like, I don't want to be a pilot though. I don't, I don't aspire to be a pilot of an aircraft like that. But if I could get in one one time and go for a flight, that's what I would want to do. Let's see. Rogue One was the best. Will there still be a burpee mile? Eviana, that's a good question. It's probably not going to happen while I'm in Okinawa. They, uh, they really do not have a, um, I hit a lot, I hit a lot of roadblocks with that basically. Like, Tried to be legit, and they basically shut me down. So the gym doesn't want to do it anymore. So I pro- there probably won't be um, until I get back to the United States. That's the... I apologize about that one. It kind of fell through. Um, who is your favorite Bond actor? Daniel Craig, for sure. What is your current three-mile runtime? Probably 20... Mm, 21, 30, 22 minutes, maybe. Something like that. Maybe, tw- maybe I could do 21. I don't know. Uh, that'd be, I would have to be hustling to put in 21. But at 21, 30, 22, yeah. What is the closing music right after the May God have mercy on your soul? Oh, good question, Ancient Neophyte, and I will have to go back and look. I don't know what it's called. I'll have to look that up for you. Should our military want our Selective Services Act? Are you asking about the draft? Uh, I don't think that our military should do a draft anytime soon. Favorite Mission Impossible movie? Um, oh, favorite Mission Impossible movie? Um, John says, not bad for my age on my mile time. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, I am almost 37 years old. I'm like, I feel 25 years old. Like physically, I feel great. Uh, I don't have any slowing down at all. I have energy, imagination, big dreams. I don't know. I guess I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Uh, is that Stewie Griffin behind you? What the deuce? Yeah, it is. That's my lucky Stewie. I've had him for like 18 years. Goes with me everywhere. My little good luck charm. Been with me on every deployment, everywhere, every trip. I always take Stewie with me. So it's my little guy right there. My little guy, my little Stewie. That's it. I love Stewie. Uh, let's see. The draft. Yeah, I don't think there should be a draft anytime soon. Um, let's see. Favorite Mission Impossible movie. Mission Impossible 1 is so good the, with Tom Cruise. It's so good. They're all kind of good. All the all the Mission Impossibles are kind of good, in my opinion. Uh, I liked 1, and I liked... 
I did not like three where he did motorcycle karate. That was the worst. Um, anytime people are doing motorcycle karate, just don't do that, please. If anybody out there is listening to this who makes movies, stop motorcycle karate. No one likes that. And it's just, it's bad. It's all bad. Please stop motorcycle karate. I'm pleading with the industry. Don't do it. Most recently, I saw it in Will Smith, Gemini Man. And I'm like, oh my God, we're still doing motorcycle karate in 2019, 2020? Please stop. Please don't do that. No one likes that. So let's see. I wish Weiwei was ageless. She is. She's more ageless than I am. Some days I feel 50, double threes currently. Nice. Batman versus Captain America. Captain America, man. Come on. Look at my, look at my flag behind me. Uh, should our ROTC be mandatory in college? No, I don't think so. Military, I've always thought this, and I still believe it to this day, should be voluntary service unless there's a draft because of like a world war. If there, if there is not a need for a draft because we're about to lose a million people, then the military should be volunteer. Noted, noted motorcycle karate. Private Benjamin or Major Payne, which one is better? Major pain. Uh, motorcycle karate. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys know motorcycle karate is super whack. Hey, I got to say it. I got to say, you guys, click that join button right below this video. If you have not already, if you're in here every day, if you're listening, and you have not clicked that join button and become a member, become a polywalk, sea legs, or shellback, I encourage you to do so. Become a member of the channel, support, make this continue to be the best community on YouTube where we talk about the real things, the real issues, have real conversations, real guests, talk about important stuff, and bring veterans and people with who are interested in the military, whose families are interested in the military, who have family in the military, together in this chat and have these great conversations. Have you ever watched the miniseries Generation Kill? I have. It's been a while. I want to re-watch Generation Kill. The best army movie is Stripes, Larry says. I think the best army movie in in a serious way in my opinion is we were soldiers i love that movie i love we were soldiers oh man love it love it i would love to watch that today best steven seagal movie sam are you joking it's under siege under siege casey ryback he's not just a cook come on under Siege is the best Steven Seagal movie. That's easy. That's an easy one. Epic knife fight, Miss July, everything about it. Under Siege, Miss July is the first time I saw any adult content on a movie, was when she jumps out of that cake. I think my dad was a little surprised that, that scene was in the movie. But it was already over. It was already too late. Uh, Under Siege, I would watch that right now. Casey Ryback, not just the cook. Well, I couldn't tell you my favorite episode of Band of Brothers. Um, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't remember the episodes. Like, I just remember the broad, you know, big story. I should rewatch that. Um, all Navy chiefs or special forces, didn't you know? Yeah, once you're a Navy chief, you're basically the, the elitist in the world. Elite of the elite. Erica Eliniak, is that her name from Miss July? I did not know that. I never knew her name. I guess that's my misogynistic. 
I don't care about her name. I guess that's just my, uh, my misogynistic way. Uh, Jackie Chan should get a pass to do moto karate. No, negative. Not even Jackie Chan. Nobody should be doing motorcycle karate. All right. The Pacific. I need no. I need to go watch the Pacific. Have you ever watched Das Boot? Uh, yeah, but isn't it like five hours long or something like that? Like I remember watching Das Boot on like three different laser discs or something like that. Um, let's see. The Pacific. I need to go watch that. I don't even remember seeing it or anything. You have the book Generation Kill. Nice. Okay. By Evan Wright. Nice. I didn't know it was a book first. I was assigned to the brigade at Cam Campbell that housed East Company and Band of Brothers. Hashtag Bastone. Bastone. You know what I really like? If you guys have not seen The Liberator yet on Netflix, and I have a review of it on my channel. You can go watch my review. But if you haven't watched The Liberator on Netflix about World War II, I really recommend it. I really do. It was awesome. It was, oh man. It was great. It was so good. You guys got, I'm getting, I got chills. When I thought about the Liberator, I got chills. Crazy. I can't believe what guys went through in what people went through in World War II. Unbelievable. Where do you want a PCS to? Well, the short list is California and Virginia. California's number one, Virginia's number two. And we should be getting orders any second. So, you know, bated breath, fingers crossed. We're waiting. I just watched Das Boot last weekend. It's quite interesting. Erica was the actress and she was a real playmate. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Deliberator book is amazing. Yeah, uh, we got the book too after we watched it. Please do some reaction videos of Navy war movies and more military real life videos. Thank you. And please, if you guys have stuff you want me to react to, send it to me on uh, Discord or Instagram or Gmail and I'll try to get to it. I know some people send me some drone clips that I still need to do, but it's, you know, I'm going to say, I kind of explained this um, a couple weeks ago, but I am in a situation where I have to carefully budget, uh, my time with how much time I put into this live show with doing extra content, you know, that's the situation I'm in new PT plans in work, in work. I got to get the, I got to get hot on those. It's just like what I was just talking about, about time. Um, let's see. How'd you get in touch with Stu over LinkedIn? Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's right. N Nuggets over LinkedIn. That's right. That's exactly how, truthfully, honestly. Flags Over Fathers was a good movie as well. Yeah, Flags Over Fathers is good. It That one didn't land for me as much as I think other people, it did for other people. I don't know why. Kami, Cali, Florida. Well, we're on orders, so we got to figure out where we're going to go. We can't just go anywhere we want. We got to pick orders. So out of the orders that we can pick, California and Virginia, top two choices. Um, but yeah, I I do feel like I hate California at this point. Yes, more talk talk coming. Uh, I've I've written two since the last one, so it's just a matter of getting filmed. I hope you guys like them. I think that they're pretty funny when they're when they're done. I hope you guys like them. All right, we're gonna wrap it up with like that. I appreciate you guys. I have a bunch of videos I'd like for you to react, but I never save them. So if I want to email it to you a list, I'm gonna have to do some homework. Well, Buford, if you do do that, then I would really appreciate it. Um, California number one, Virginia number two. That means you get Iowa. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, guys. Ed, I feel you. Singapore is a dope place. Um, with all, I'm going to wrap it up there. With all that being said, it's been a super fun week. It's been a super legit week. I'm glad I got to share all these awesome stories with you guys. I hope that you enjoy them. Um, let me know what you want by emailing me, you know, messaging me, Discord. If you want more content, less of something, more of something, you know, I'm always, I'm listening. 
Next Monday, no show on Monday, you guys. No show on Monday. I'm going to be shooting film for the documentary. We're doing some reshoots, okay? Reshoots for the documentary, no show on Monday. But we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode of The Scuttlebutt Show. And mark your calendars. Do not forget, February 3rd, 1800 Pacific, we're going live with Stu Scheller. It's going to be awesome, all right? So make sure you guys are there for that. With all that being said, I look forward to talking to you all very soon. Enjoy your weekends. For now, that's the scuttlebutt.